Thanks for listening to the Hot Corner On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all of your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. Dig your cleats in. Get your peanuts, Cracker Jacks, and IPAs ready. This is the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris and Joe Fisher. The pitch from Acevedo. all things baseball the big leagues and the mlb to portland yeah that's not gonna happen shut up and rutschman will hit a fly ball here deep center field and so long adley rutschman with a moonshot to center field now here are your hosts patrick harris and joe fisher this is the hot corner on the odyssey app and 1080 the fan Welcome into the hot corner for it must be a Wednesday, but it's always a Wednesday around here. Patrick Harris, Joe Fisher with you. Jordan Schultz on the ones and twos. Let's go. I got a ghost energy drink in me. Ooh, baby. 200 milligrams caffeine just flowing through my body. I hope that will uh, get me till just nine because I really don't want to be up till 1130 midnight like I always do. I uh, would like to go to bed at a reasonable time. I'll tell you what, Fish 3, it's uh, it's great to see you. It's good to see you too, it's man. To see I you, mean, it's been, uh, it's been too long. I've heard your voice plenty of times and not with me, you know, with Jason. Oh, wow. Well, you were like one of the five people listening. That's so sweet of you. Uh, yeah, I heard you guys last Friday and one, I just can't believe that... Uh, Suk was even in this studio last Friday. I know. I got friends I texting me. I, I got friends texting me. They usually text me like, oh, dude, I heard you on primetime. That's so dope. Yeah, God forbid that he comes back from vacation and, you know, takes one more day off. Apparently, there's no other warm body that could have uh, been in the two chair, but I yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually people say, you know, oh, dude, I heard you on primetime. That's so dope. My neighbor, Steve, shout out Steve one. Uh, you know, he's always like, oh, I heard you on primetime. Dude, you're big time now. And that day, everybody was like, dude, why is Souk there? And I'm like, dude, can you just, like, (laughs) let me do a show with him, (laughs) please? Is that supposed to be weird? I don't think that's that's a good thing. But I did miss you, Joe. You're you're big time in us, man. No, honestly, uh, good for you. You had been at the station too damn long for that to be uh, your first time doing that. Uh, so well, I've done prime time a lot, but yeah, the first time with Suk is a with little Jason. Yeah, yeah it's a little funny. Right. A little funny. Uh, I've produced that show a bunch when the pride of when the Vol- when Voldemort died. Um, you know, they they brought in a ringer, and I produced that show for a while. Um, but yeah, 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 it's always nice. That's a good time of year. Uh, don't worry, I am back to the bottom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, stop. Yeah. Despite than, March being uh, the ninth year I will have been here. More than five people were listening, dude. You guys did a great job, both y'all. I heard you together. I heard you separately. You guys did great. I mean, obviously, I worked with you, Patrick, and you, you, Joe, unfortunately, because I had a couple days off myself, but you guys were awesome. That's great. Well, Joe, you and I have been doing this for a while. I would like to think we uh, kind of know each other a little bit. A tad. Well, the fact that I didn't know that you were a Liverpool fan... All these years, also that is I, funny because that is like my, <laughs> like that is my only Premier League. Maybe game. it's because when you and uh, Soccer Mike started getting into all the soccery stuff, um, I just kind of. 
That's, are, that's coming up soon, right? We are not in the Champions League. No? See, yeah. that's what I'm saying. So- not this year. Once no. it starts getting to soccer stuff, I start to tune out. Had but. a rough 2022, if I, if I may say so. Uh, but I told you, I'm trying to I'm trying to be more of a hooligan, man. I'm trying to t- uh, tune into the Premier League. I watched the Liverpool-Man U match a couple weeks ago out on the golf course Boy, by myself. Boy, I am myself. so sorry. That was one it of was the bad... most boring games I've seen It was in brutal, while. too. They really had brutal. so many opportunities, and they just could not put the net in the goal. It was Or the ball in the goal. No. See, I like I'm, what I'm you did there. there. I'm getting there. No, I like the net in the goal. Yes. Yeah, that works. I like that. I did, it's I like was, the basket in the bread. I don't know any of the British terms. I got to listen to more Ray Hudson commentary. <laughs> Roy Hudson. See, there you go. <laughs> Just keep saying pitch a lot and you'll sound like you know draw. what you're talking about. Draw. Got to remember draw. That was one of my favorite things uh, before I even watched soccer was, uh, is it? I'm pretty sure it's Ray Hudson. I think I might have you on that one. Yeah, yeah. Ray Hudson, uh, commentator. Now I believe commentator for Inter Miami. You are correct, for... Ray Hudson. Thank you, Soccer Joe over here. Uh, there's a compilation video on YouTube of his best commentary. That dude has some of the best like one-liners and just mon like monologues after someone scores or when they do something bad. He is just on point. And there's a video that I found on YouTube like from 14 years ago that I remember when I watched at the time, and it's just me and my friends, we still use lines from that video to the day because he's he's a character, dude. So, yes, Soccer Joe, official, now here. Um, wow, coming out firing. I watched some La Liga today. Wow. Ooh. It was not great. I watched I can, the most boring 3-3 match I've ever seen in my life. I can hear the channel changing and the YouTube channel changing as we speak right now. I mean, well, I, nobody's on YouTube, so it's okay. I got no viewers up. yet. I got to hit you up, Patrick, next time. I see Bavada start doing these uh, cross-sport parlays recently, and there were a couple soccer teams included, so I got to hit you up and uh, get some knowledge next time. I'll tell you what. It's wild. I play Fantasy Premier League, and they're, uh, you know, betting is legal in everywhere but America. Of course. Uh, thanks, Tim Donahue. Uh, and, uh, I'll tell you what, betting European soccer is a bad idea. Is a really bad idea. <laughs> that's what I was wondering. It's a really bad idea because a team that's great, that is playing a team that's average, you know, the, the line is like, oh, you know, we think they'll win by two and a half goals. And you're like, well, the hook, but you know, okay, I'll take it. This is, and then final score zero zero, and you're like, "Wow, I just lost money." This is the one problem I have with soccer. You can't push. I've always had this problem with soccer, and I actually found out a recent statistic that proves my point. Do you know what the the stat in soccer xg? Yes, I do. What is it? It's uh, it's uh, created. It's like created goal opportunities. So not goals. Opportunities. Opportunities. It is the sport where the almost cool thing happens yes. all the time. Like yes. where you could have shot a shot on like, goal, but you didn't? Oh, Like you had an opportunity. It was, you know, near the goal in the box. Like last of. weekend, Mo Salah scored two goals, but his XG was 275, which is the highest in the history of Premier League. Uh, and Liverpool had like a 7.2, which and is the same thing. And we won 4-2. But when I saw that, I was like, what the hell does XG mean? I looked up, I'm like, sure enough, they have a stat for almost cool things happening. Like, that is 
the the Thank epitome you. of soccer is like God, dude. If that would have gone in, ninety that minutes, been really no, cool. Ninety minutes of something not happening, dude. It's, it's it happens. But that's where the excitement and the passion comes through when the when the net goes in the goal. That's why you freak out when the basket is in the bread. Yes, and you see that come to life, and you wait for those moments, and when they happen, you you see that passion, that hard work pay off. Scoring a goal in soccer very hard. Well, it's you know let let's get real here for a moment. That's that was the downfall of Bex coming to America. Is that Bex was one of the best players in the world, one of the one of the greatest players to ever play, probably top top twenty, top twenty five players in David Beckham. But when he came to America, everybody expected him. to Why be, is this guy not scoring twelve yeah, goals? Yeah, everybody was like, "Why are we not scoring goals?" And it's like, "Well, it's really hard to score a goal." Well, you know, I've been watching too much of uh, Joey Fisher the fourth out on the pitch. You yeah, know, you I, little, I'm little, see- a little spoiled. Yeah, I'm seeing, you know, him put four to eight goals in a game. You know, it's, uh, you know, when I see him do that and then I have to watch a Premier League game or a Timbers game and it's 1-0, 2-1, or a draw, 0-0, you know, I'm like, why can't you just be like my 10-year-old? W- was old Bex, though, really competing against elite-level talent when he came over? Because they, at that time, the minor, no, excuse me, the minimum salary in Major League Soccer was like $36,000. We, we did not have... We got dentists the, out there. Yeah, yeah. We did not have the best talent filling the rosters. Very cheap dentists. Bex was making A-Rod money. No, no, no. I know Bex was, <laughs> but I'm just... You're saying, hey, it's hard to score a goal. Like, oh, I, but, what, but what I'm saying is, 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 is it is. It is. I mean, like, principles are principles, and there's a reason that the average goals scored per game are is probably like .6, .75. But like, he was competing against nobodies. I guess that's my point. But uh, that... but. The argument is that he has nobody's also on his team. Fair, other than like what Landon Donovan at the time. Oh, I think that was God. it. It was like get, him and get Landon. That guy out of here. <laughs> we're, we're literally we're going back like 15 years to uh, prime 2008 MLS soccer. Very soccery to start. Yeah, what, what the, the hell, hell is going on? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I did not expect I can't the believe, first I, uh, segment of uh, 2024 Hot Corner to go this way. I can't but. believe of the three of us that I'm the one that's uncomfortable talking about soccer around you idiots. I caught you and off guard. Like, let's go. I caught you off guard today, I'm pretty sure. Um, like I said, I'm just trying to trying to get locked. Because as Joey gets older and he, you kind of see what leagues and sports your kid gravitates to right so he loves nfl he likes nba and i would say premier league and soccer that Mm -hmm. is right up there with those two doesn't really care about baseball i was shocked at how little he knew about like college football and what was happening and who are the good teams and good players there so as he starts to become more of a uh, young gentleman a young boy or a young man uh, he'll be 11 this year he he likes his uh, Liverpool Reds. Uh, my kid plays soccer, and uh, I'll put it on right before we leave to go to his soccer match. And he's like, "Really, dude? Can we like watch Phineas and Ferb instead?" <laughs> I'm like, "Wow." Yeah, I mean, I'm Just sure trying to teach you something here, kid. I'm, I definitely sure he would prefer. Dude, you know what? Dude you're right. Perfect. You know what? Liverpool, you're right. Put on Phineas and Ferb and go make Daddy a cocktail. Oh, uh, I knew what cerveza meant at a very young age because of my dad. <laughs> well, that's the famous Joe Fisher II. Yeah. Come Legend on. in my book. Yeah. Legend. It's already 713. God. We can keep talking soccer, guys. Wow. Hot soccer talk here. We'll turn this into the soccer corner or the pitch. How about that? The pitch? The pitch. You're not a bad name. I'm sure it's already taken for like a podcast. Oh, but, there's you know. like 700 shows called Game Day. Across well, the I'll, tell you what, I'll tell you what. <laughs> or Sports um, Sunday. I'll tell you what, when Voldemort and I started the Beers on Us podcast, R.I.P., 
Um, that was a really fun thing we did for about four years. You can Shout still out. listen to it. You can still go Don't know download how relevant it. the content yeah, where, is. Wherever you get your podcast, you can go download uh, The Beers on Us with Mike Lynch. And Half Patrick the breweries Harris. you interviewed are probably defunct now. <laughs> Ouch. Um, I was hey, that's looking... the name of the game, Jordan. It's a tough industry here in Portland, uh, uh, the craft beer. I'm looking for social media handles. And you? Like uh, now? No, no, no. Oh. For the podcast when we oh. first built the podcast. Okay. And uh, I had to, I settled on Instagram on Beers on Us Pod because Beers on Us was taken because during the war, like the previous Euros, I think it was, whenever England scored a goal, everyone threw their beers in the air. Should I do that in the And studio? so it was hashtag Beers on Us. Oh. And it was uh, it was it was quite frustrating. Pretty- but I think we got a bunch of random people that stumbled into a beer podcast, That's thinking true. we were talking football. That is a good name though for a uh, yeah. soccer podcast. Beers on us, because uh, yeah, I've seen those clips where they go nuts in bars and establishments during big matches. I don't think those people care. I think they just want to throw beer. Oh yeah, I mean it's like beer is sticky. No thanks. It's like the Phoenix Open, the Waste Management Open. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. don't nobody really cares about golf. They just want to get to the 16th hole, stand mm. in the crowd. Pray to God someone makes a hole in one. They and don't then, care who it is. And then throw beer at everybody. Yes, yes. Oakley Doakley, well, we got a show for you tonight. Soccer and golf more <laughs> coming up. <laughs> we haven't done this in a while. Uh, so we got a lot to catch up on, plus we'll mess around and get into some other things. I'd like to get into the college football playoff uh, because why not? No, we're good. Uh, I'm pretty devastated about it, but uh, we might have to do it simply yeah, because Yeah, you of all people want to talk about that? I know, I know, I know. It's like I'm a fringe about to commit suicide. Um, and uh, But we've got some other things to get into. Uh, Shohei Otani makes a lot of money, and uh, Yoshi, our boy, he's about to make a lot of money, and there's a lot to get into. There's Gotta a talk Van- about some Japanese dudes. Yeah, there's some Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. That's 503-864-6FAN. All texts of the van are via the Vancouver Ford text line. Your dollar goes further at Vancouver Ford. They should right before, during, and after the sale. Visit VancouverFord.com. Guilty as charged. And we come back. Yoshinobu Yamamoto is an L.A. Dodger. What does this mean for them, and where do we go from there? Hot corner, Portland sports leader, 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris and Joe Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Um, what is the Colorado Rockies? 718 here, Portland Sports Leader. Don't you forget it. We are live from the shadows of the historic Fremont Bridge. Man, imagine if the Rockies signed Shohei and uh, Yoshinobu. I mean, that'd be huge, dude. What Could a move. Imagine? Could you imagine Shohei in Colorado? And out of nowhere. <laughs> he would, he'd hit 70 homers. That'd be great. I could hit 70 homers. He'd also have like a 4.56 ERA. Too. What if he like showed up and had like a 2.5 ERA in Colorado? That's impossible. That is that is Best physically impossible. Colorado but history. That's improbable, but not impossible. They set me up for that one. Dude, great job. I got wide orbit. Dude, I spent all of all the times filling in primetime, dude. I just didn't have this. I like couldn't do anything. Oh, uh, why? I have no idea. Now it works magically. Oh, well, that's good. Now yeah. we can fire up. I mean, Corey, you thrilled our fans. Yeah, go I mean, crazy. Like, like we're here. Go crazy, kids. 
Uh, but uh, Joe, we haven't done this for a little bit, so it's time to catch up. Uh, all I don't of know our, what to do with my hands. Right all, now. all of our faithful five listeners on what's been going on in baseball. Hey, uh, and and we'll get into Shohei in a moment. Uh, as that uh, we actually didn't get to do a show about him signing a contract. That's right. I remember texting you a little disappointed in that I'm like. Because you were doing primetime, something else. And you were Again, like, do you want to do Hot Corner? And I was like, no, I don't want to be here for six you're hours. You're a much bigger uh, deal than me Just, for a couple weeks. That was big time in you. That yeah. was big time in it you. Was. I apologize for that. It's all good. I'm pretty sure I got sick, I think, around that same time. I was going to do a show with you. Oh, yeah, That was yeah. the next week. Yeah. And then, I, and then I had the mud butt. So you had the mud butt. It was throwing up all over 99W. Uh, but since, we, uh, since we've been here, uh, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, as we so lovingly call the good friend of this show, Yoshi. He's a P1. Uh, he did sign with the Dodgers for a 10-year, $325 million contract. Dare I say, $1 million more than Garrett Cole. I know that makes you happy. It makes me very happy. Oh, you broke makes... bitch, Garrett Cole. It makes Yoshi You are happy a loser! <laughs> That wasn't a deal that was supposed to be written in. Otherwise, Yoshi was walking out of the room. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to go jump off the building. That was guaranteed for this contract. Uh, but I, I find I find Yosh, Yoshinobu's contract uh, I- interesting. And I don't need to get into the nitty-gritty deal. He has deferred money, blah, blah, blah. That's kind of the new thing a lot of guys are doing. It's backloaded. But it's backloaded. Um, there's opt-outs when it comes to Tommy John. There's opt-outs if he gets traded. There's tons of World Series opt-outs. If he well, is on IR for like a hundred and something days straight. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he days, can disappear. So it's a very player-friendly contract. Isn't it? Shohei's deal is the one where the if the GM and the owner are, yes. like die or something yeah, like that. Yeah, if they get then, fired, he, yeah. gets the, he is the opportunity to walk away. Right. Um, but I've never seen really a deal like Yamamoto's kind of come across the the line. And, it, and it's interesting because he came out and said that basically Otani signing with the Dodgers didn't really influence him, that he was going to sign there. I know. Hi, 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 hi. Yeah, I, I, I fully believe that. But I, I am very curious to kind of wrap Otani and Yamamoto into the same thing here for a hot moment. Well, that's racist. Is, is this... Is this potentially the future? Like, is this what we're looking at for deals right now? Like, if you can step away, like, let's take a look at some of the other best players in baseball. Like, Ronald Acuna Jr. signed a very, very team-friendly deal. That will make him a lot of money. Julio Rodriguez signs a very team-friendly deal that could make him a lot of money. And when we saw those, Alex Bregman, Ozzy Albies, things like that, uh, Fernando Tatis... These young guys signing these long deals, they look like, oh, wow, this is going to change the landscape. This is going to change how we do deals. Yet Otani and now Yamamoto, is this just a Japanese thing? Or are we going to look at contracts completely different from here on out? I think this is a Dodgers thing. I think, I mean, hell, I mean, just to bring in another arm into this, they gave Glass now the extension, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I think it... uh, it is a franchise MLB team mindset. I think that the Braves and the players, like I'm sure a lot of Braves players would like to have that type of money. We saw with the Machado deal, you can basically rip up the last four years mm-hmm. and figure out a new one. So yeah. I I think this is a matter of the Dodgers wanting a ring that is not with an asterisk on it because I don't care what anybody says, that ring has an 2020 asterisk 2020 is it. tough. Yeah. I mean, 
I'll, I'll, I'll give the Lakers theirs because that situation was different. But 60-game season, sorry, no. Uh, I think they're just desperate to win a World Series and have no doubts about it. And that's why you saw them spend a billion dollars mm-hmm. this offseason. Between two guys. Yeah, well, granted, billion dollars over the next however many years, whatever. But I think that is a I think this is a solely unique L.A. Dodgers thing where they know they can afford it. They have made the deal work for them in the long term uh, and the short term. I mean, Otani, we saw his deal. It's like, what is it, two mil a year? Two. Yeah. Um, two this, a year for 10 years. The Yamamoto contract is backloaded and, again, has all those opt-outs. Uh, this year is 5, 10, and 25, 12, and 26. For uh, Yoshi? For Yoshi. Yeah. And then, and it, then 26 and 7, 27, 28, 29, 29. In the following two and 28 from 32 to 35. Yes. So I think that the Dodgers, I mean, got to tip their cap to them is that they got a lot of money on the books between Freeman, Mookie, Yoshi, and now Otani. Like, there's a lot of money on the books. That's tax threshold. That's all kinds of fines and stipulations and stuff like that. And they don't care. I, I think they truly do not care. And that is one of those, like, the Padres were kind of going down this road for a bit, too. It's like, dude, just get players, and mm. we'll figure this out later. And they're really figuring and, it out yeah, now. Yeah, and that blew, <laughs> kind of blew up in their face. And that, that's what I'm curious. Like, I mean, the Dodgers are are kind of one of those sports organizations in America, similar to the Yankees and and maybe, I mean, maybe the Knicks to an extent or the Lakers or, you know, fill in large market teams. Big I'm, spenders, big spenders, yeah. Red Sox, things like that. I'm, I'm, I'm curious if this, you know, is it one of those things where I can print money so I'm not worried about it, or is this something that in ten years, when Yamamoto and Otani and Mookie and Freddie are all gone, is, are the Dodgers setting themselves up for a dark period? Because the Yankees had a dark period in the '80s. The Red Sox had a dark period for 100 years. Um, the Cubs as well, you know, they spent money those couple years, won a series. And you see teams like like Kansas City will go out and throw some money because they know they can win a title. Like Max Scherzer backloaded his deal because the Nationals threw everything yeah. in their pot to win one. But is this the kind of, and now they're one of the worst teams in the league, Is this are the Dodgers setting themselves up to be in a dark time? Well, I mean... Listen, this Yoshi contract, I mean, we could be looking at another Tanaka deal where it's like, yeah, he gets all this money, but then he's back in the Japanese league in a matter of like five, six years, right? Yeah, he like opts out and is just like, ah, I'm out of here. And then at that point, you aren't in that tough of a spot and, you know, more talent comes up. Um, yeah, I mean, only time will tell on that, right? I think that they are just very much in the mindset that if we, we have the talent now to win World Series, if we add these two, three guys, because, again, the Glass Now deal, I think we can't uh, gloss over that. Is no, that they paid like, him. Yeah, it's like, let's go after it now. We are in a prime position, I think, in our division to be the champs for the foreseeable future now that the Padres are in the problem there. Them beating out the Giants on both of these guys. And yeah. I saw a line. Ouch. I saw a line that uh, he, uh, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, saw San Francisco and it reminded him mm. of, I think, Okinawa. Like and, bad, yeah, bad and it was like if the Dodgers did not offer, he probably would have gone to San Francisco. Yeah, which is just more salt and lemon and yeah, because he like liked it. He liked the city. Yeah, it reminded him of home, and so yeah, 
I think you look at that. Rockies, obviously not much of a um, a concern at this moment. I mean, the Diamondbacks, sure. they're young talent, but I would say that when you stack up those two rosters and play the game on paper, which is not how it's done, but... But the Dodgers weren't able to bludgeon them in the playoffs. No. Now they'll be able to bludgeon people. But also when it comes in theory. And when it comes to playoffs, I mean pitching is uber important. And now you got essentially two aces, and we'll see what happens with Shohei down the road. But I, I think that can have three with Walker Bueller. That's four in my book. Yeah, there eh, you go. Throw Clayton in there. I'd say, yeah, no, I'd still, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, let me ask you this, guys. Um, can I try to answer a couple of your questions before you move sure, on? Sure, go so for just it. The last two. I have yeah, hit burn, it. Oh, I have a burning thought on the whole like deferred money thing. This is so smart for these Japanese players to do for two reasons. Because obviously they're playing in California. Taxes. Exactly. I mean, taxes so the, are huge. The taxes, but then the deferred money to later in life. It's smart for both the players because you know Shohei's going to be fifty years. Old making this cash, but well, if then, I didn't make peanuts, I would defer money too. No, absolutely, absolutely. So, I do. It's called Social Security, but that's about to be absolved. Four hundred one k. Wasted on that. Wasted on that. <laughs> well, so it's a trend that I think that we're going to start seeing in baseball, especially if you sign in a high tax state like California. But it's also a positive for the Dodgers because that's sixty million dollars. You asked, the, and this is how I'm going to answer your second question: Will this set them up for a dark period? It, it's about managing the players on the field. It's not about how much money you spent. So no, that's. 60 million ain't going to be on their salary cap. It's just dead money in 10 That's years. true. If they can afford to still pay people, if they've got a manager like Dave Roberts or whoever the hell they think can lead the charge, if they still have that organizational prowess, then then no, I don't think a dark period's coming. But I do think they're running their team smarter than Brian Cashman and the Yankees. So. Yeah, yeah. The dead money thing is very interesting because you're right. It doesn't it doesn't go against your luxury tax. And so that is that is what's smart. I'm I'm curious, and then uh, when we come back, I'd love to. There's a great text that just showed up. I'd I'd love to get into that. Um, but before we do that, I just want to say, it, what are you willing to trade? So, like, let's let's for example, let's let's pretend here that the Dodgers, after ten years, will go into a four or five year dark period. They might win a division. They might get in the playoffs, but not real threats. Will you trade that for two rings? Yes. I think the Dodgers 100% Every day of the week. For two rings in 10 years, you would trade that? I mean, dude, they have won one World Series. Since 88. And in this stretch of playing as well as they have, I mean, that that's it. And I went think, to like one other one, right, in that 10-year? They lost the, the Astros. Astros. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, exactly. Yeah. They won one World Series you know and went I mean. to another and lost in a 10-year like period. Garbage can? It's hard to get I mean. there. Um, yeah, I think that this is like, we're sick of coming this short and having this stacked of a team that let's just get it more stacked. And I mean, you look at the guys, the five guys that they have signed through 2027, Shoei Otani, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Tyler Glasnow, Yoshinobu Yamamoto. I love that Glasnow move. That is, I, I hate it, but I hear what you're saying, I know. but that is your five stars essentially yeah that you have locked up until 2027 and after this coming year in all, in all honesty assuming yamamoto pans out to be this beautiful pitcher that we're all expecting him to he's got a slider strikeout you want to talk pitch. about a pitching ninja yeah. oh my god um assuming that you're going to and then say otani comes back full strength in 2025 your rotation is Otani one, or maybe Yamamoto one, Otani two. 
I think the answer is Walker Bueller three and then Glasnow. Like, your number four is Glasnow? I thought the Mariners were exciting with Kirby at number four, but Glasnow at number four is pretty damn sexy. Well, and let's be real. We, we, Shohei being their number two is something that I think we need to maybe hold our breath on. Yeah, and 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 I want to get into. There's some texts coming in Vancouver Ford text line five zero three eight six four six three two six that do talk about money and what this will mean for the Dodgers long term. And I do want to get into that, but let's also talk about what this Dodger team might look like on the field, on the pitch, as some would call it. And uh, I I've got a very staunch, not like cross the bow warning but just to remember uh, like a kevin bacon uh animal house all as well type reminder that this might not be the death of everybody that's the second kevin bacon reference on this station today and oh, six degrees uh see that is what they were going off about on danny and dusty today and i was like dude give me a homework assignment of like oh, a day i couldn't i didn't listen to their show because i have a job <laughs> that's true it is during working hours I was like, give me a day. I no can give you to 30 to 50 guys. actors I would rank above Kevin Bacon. Well, of course, of course. So let's get into all that next. But first, there's Jordan with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Five zero three eight six four six three two six. That is the Vancouver Ford text line. You can also catch us on YouTube at ten eighty AM. The fan that trumpet slaps. It slaps so hard, but the Mets are not going to slap for a little while. Oh. They missed out on Yamamoto <laughs> and paid a big luxury tax bill, <laughs> and they got a huge luxury tax bill. Yeah, uh, a couple things I want to read from the Vancouver Ford text line. Kind of talking about. Uh, what the Dodgers might be up to, and I love this from Jordan, who texts in from the 206. When the CBA is up in 2026, these deferred contracts will have a reckoning. Owners aren't going to just let the Dodgers keep doing this, and I wouldn't be surprised if the next one has stipulations for how deferred money hits the luxury tax. I wouldn't be surprised if after that happens, the Dodgers are paying a lot of that money up front. And I think, I think that's fair because what's going to happen is... Like, let's remember, I think every time the CB, the, the letters CBA get brought up, we instantly think of the players. We, you know, the NFLPA, MLBPA, the NBA Players Association, we instantly think about the players and their rights. You know, mobility, rest, you know, things like that. We're constantly thinking about their rights. Kyrie Irving versus Yamamoto versus... Uh, Russell Wilson right now and all this other stuff. Like, how does this benefit the players? But I but I think I think this Texter Jordan's correct in the sense that owners are gonna the Colorado Rockies, the Pittsburgh Pirates, Paul Dolan, the POS that owns the Cleveland Guardians, they're gonna step up and be like, whoa, 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 deferred money? Because why wouldn't everyone just do that and you never pay luxury tax? Yeah, I think that. When you look at this, I mean, the the classic case of deferred money that comes up is Bobby Bonilla. Without a doubt. And I we think, celebrate it every day on this show. Yes. And it will, or every year, I should say. And once say. that day passes and he's no longer paid, it will turn into Happy Chris Davis Day. Uh, yeah, Ouch. Chris Davis gets a bunch of money. 
Yeah. Ken Griffey Jr. Max Scherzer is going to get a bunch well, of money. And problem- now, my friends, uh, Shohei Otani is the new Bobby Bonilla. The problem is that uh, the Chris Davis thing never really paid off. But besides that, I think that might be like this kind of... Cincinnati and all their World Series titles? Like this cloud that has hanged over... Uh, or hung over deferred payments all this mm-hmm. time is like, well, you don't want another Bobby Bonilla situation on your hands. And now and it's, it's like, like a threat. Yeah. It's like, oh, don't do that because then you'll what get made happen. fun of yeah. like the Mets, you know, Ponzi I, schemes. I could be looking into it a little bit more than it actually is. But when you have a surefire talent like Otani, I mean, really, I'll say it with uh, Yoshi. I would argue they thought that way about Bonilla. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. But maybe that is what has strayed teams from doing this. And now that they're seeing the Dodgers like, just go in on the deferred is that they i mean other teams will be like granted it's like well you could have done this sure so i i do agree with the texter is that there will be a reckoning with the cba whereas if the dodgers are at least co- in luxury tax if we get into 26 and the dodgers have won like three straight world series yeah the owners are gonna be pissed yes let, let me add too i know you guys were talking about the, the mets obviously and bobby bonilla the reason that they deferred some of that money the want they wanted to do it because they were invested with bernie madoff and right they thought right. they were going to make more than eight percent on that cash so they, we we are talking now in 2024 about like teams with cash with all this deferred money happening and that's probably going to change but 20 years ago there was like a whole different reason for this. This wasn't even thought of. So it's kind of funny that it's now Bobby Bonilla Day, but the reason is vastly different than why the Dodgers. Did uh, it. JR Texan, old homeboy, old friend of mine, JR, shout out to you. Uh, thank you for continuing to listen to this stupid show, yet they keep putting us on the airwaves. The Dodgers seem like the Saudis, unlimited resources to buy as many championships as they can. And JR, this is where I will push back a little bit. This is why we're actually preventing the Saudis from getting in to American sports because what I will argue that yeah in 2026 there might be a reckoning but this is smart business this isn't this isn't Manchester City this isn't just throwing money at this isn't the Saudi league and Cristiano Ronaldo and Kareem Benzema and things like that it's a little different this is actually working around the system yeah Dodgers owners are richer than 99% of sports owners in America. But this is where I will dis- and will push back on that. As bad as I think this could be for the league, if, like Joe said, the Dodgers rip off five or six World Series wins in the next 10 years. Whoa, I said three. <laughs> Don't even go down that road, for the love of God. As much as I agree with Joe on that, from a from a rules standpoint and from a quote-unquote financial fair play, it's pretty genius. It's pretty genius to have if if the player themselves are willing to do that. And it's easy to say when you're an Otani because you're like a Hulk Hogan, a Dwayne Johnson, a Michael Jordan kind of figure, Tiger Woods, that everyone in the world knows who you are. Yeah, that's easier to bet on yourself. But a Yamamoto, a Max Scherzer, a Bobby Bonilla, that's, you know, that's still pushing a lot of cash away. I think it's more genius from a business standpoint than a I'm just Saudis and throw a ton of money at you. I still love you, JR. Very much so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Kind of feels like that, though. but but that Texter Jordan is completely right though that that this is gonna get brought up. This has sparked so much attention and has sparked so much 
anytime somebody has a great idea that massively benefits them that everyone else could use but no one else thought of it, what's the first thing they do? Create rules to stop you. And that's probably what is going to happen. And the Dodgers may look at it and come 2026, which might not take effect till 2027, say, okay, yeah, we're in the luxury tax. And the Dodgers have the money to pay that luxury tax. But what if they're not any good anymore? Do you think the Mets are really jazzed about spending the most money in luxury tax this year? Do you think the Yankees are really jazzed about spending the second most money in luxury tax? They got nothing to show for it. It's true. And I I what I think rubs or will rub the owners. Spending the money wrong without way. getting anything is different. Yeah. What I think is gonna rub the owners the wrong way is like deferred contracts have been around for a while, but they're like a mil, two mil. Mm-hmm. Like they're little bits and pieces. But when you have the Dodgers like, well, we'll just give you two million and how about we give you six hundred and eighty million dollars <laughs> down the road? They're like, yeah. What the hell? Well, yeah, and that's we could have done big, we could have done that. Like that's where their big coffers come into play. Yeah. yeah. And so, and so that's kind of it. So this, it's a, it's a slippery slope, but as, as, as much well, as you'd be surprised to see this happening in the next, like in the next few years from other teams. Well, that's until what I we wonder. get to that point. Well, that's what I wonder if other teams are going to be like, Ooh, I want to do that. But wait, when the rules change, it could screw us. Well, in 68 million in 10 years is not 68 million right now. That is also true. So I think that's also where other It's like a deal. Are, yeah, right? Like that, <laughs> In 10 years I got to pay Shohei Otani 68 million dollars a year. Well, awesome because Ken Griffey the 3rd uh makes 200 million a year and this is a steal. Yeah, so I I think that is the other problem with it is like you're not just deferring the money like that money does not does not go up with inflation. Yeah, yeah. It's like that is completely different how that money hits the books in 10, 15 years from now. So, yeah, 680 million. Let's not get it twisted. That's still a lot of effing money in 10 years. But again, it's it's much different. And I think, and trust me, I don't know if there were other teams throwing out this idea to Otani. I think, I don't know if it sounds like the Giants had the exact same deal in place. And that's where I, I so haven't. It com- must come from Otani's camp. And that's where I haven't looked at the, you know, whose idea was this? Was this Otani's idea? Was this the Dodgers coming to him and be like, hey, I mean, to take two mil a year. Is this a Japanese exclusive thing? I, I thought I remember reading that Otani, that this was his idea, that he wanted to create more space for either the Giants that or the did. Dodgers to go out and get somebody else to, yeah. to make the winning is the priority for I him. feel like, yeah, Dude, you're the right. The Giants on that. got Jung Ho Lee, though. <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm not. So, I'm just talking about the. Uh, the yeah, negotiations. Yeah, he's Giants, actually really cool. He's gonna he's have to look at some flips. guy and he's, he's from an Asian country, right? <laughs> yeah. Good, good enough. You guys happy? Yeah, no. Yeah, they paid a bunch of money for a guy to literally walk around and look at a cesspool of a city. Yeah, Yoshi and Shohei didn't want to do that. Hey, All right. it's like Okinawa, is what uh, God. Yoshinobu said. Dude, sounds like Okinawa's dope. I love San Francisco. And uh, yes, there's a lot of poo on the streets, but uh, you know, it's a big city, kind of like Portland when it was burning down, right? I'm like, no, that was just kind of like two blocks, bro. Yeah, yeah, dude, just don't go there. I'm Everyone on the east side having some great uh, Vietnamese Thai yeah, dude, food, no whatever. No po for like, life, man. No po for life. We're good. You know, it's much bigger than just three blocks filled with poo. All Jungle right, let's just needs to stay at Pier 39. <laughs> All right, let's get away from the money aspect and let's talk about what this actually means for the Dodgers on the field or the pitch, as some might. say say can you just pencil them in i don't know if baseball works that way a lot more to get to hot corner 1080 the fan love baseball so do these guys 
This is the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris and Joe Fisher on 1080 The Fan. Coming up in the second hour, we'll dive into a little uh, uh, baseball, hating on baseball. And uh, let's chat a little college football playoff as that's coming to fruition next Monday. You know, also, we'll have fair or foul at the bottom of the 8 o'clock hour. It's fitting that I wore my uh, Onitsukas, my Japanese shoes. Today. I don't know what that means. This is uh, apparently, a, it's a Japanese brand. but you, Love the Japanese. Do you Make notice the little logo? It looks very much like an Asics logo. Really? It looks like Reebok. Uh, well, kind of that too. But this is where Asics came from, Onitsuka. Is a very uh, famous Japanese shoe brand. These are straight from Japan. Damn. I know. It was very fitting that they came from. Thanks, boo. You know, my hi-fi system at home is straight from Japan. Your what? My uh, my hi-fi system. Hi-fi? Like oh, like your audio system. Yeah, my, my record player, my reel-to-reel, and my receiver is all Pioneer from Japan. Ah, I was going to say Yamaha? Or... Yeah, straight Japanese. I love that Yamaha is like an audio brand and also a motorcycle brand. Know, super <laughs> like, sick. Where did that like, yeah, intertwine like Mitsubishi. There? They make cars, they make TVs. Yeah, well, I don't know if they make TVs anymore. They also made fire pilots that bombed Pearl Harbor, dude. Is that, well, is that true? That is actually really true. They, so Mitsubishi, uh, really, really, okay, really ingrained in our history. Those no Lancers were great, though. They were great. They're great little uh, brop, brop uh, cars. Uh, so there's a lot to get to in the second hour of the show, plus a little non-baseball for y'all that uh, are a little tired of us yelling about baseball. But I do want to look into this Dodgers situation and kind of talk about what it means on the field. And and let's not forget, I think, I think something that passes us by a little bit is the concept of, you remember... The Yankees won a title in 96, 98, 99, and 2000. They lost in 01, and they lost in 03. Thanks, 9-11. But it wasn't really, thanks, Obama. But it wasn't really until 99 and 2000 when they started buying Roger Clemens. They started buying Mike Mussina. The summer of 08, 09, which... I guess it helped. It got them yeah, one. Yeah, they won yeah. one, but they bought A-Rod. They bought Matsui. They bought Randy Johnson. They bought all these guys. And and if you remember correctly, history doesn't necessarily in baseball look fondly on teams that buy a bunch of players. So the concept of the Dodgers, should they win three of the next ten with the guys they've got? Yeah, Totally. I'm not going to sit here and say no. That would be stupid. That'd be unobservant of me as a quote-unquote wannabe baseball fan. But, like, let's not forget here, year after year we watch baseball. Who were the, who were the, who was the best team in baseball last year? In my opinion, was the Atlanta Braves. Did they win the World Series? Don't think so. Best team in the AL sure as hell didn't. You know, the Baltimore Orioles, they looked really good. Did they have did they have some weaknesses? Sure. They had some weaknesses, but they didn't win it. Houston snuck in as a just stable organiza- organization that cheats its way to stability. So, let's not forget that baseball has a really nasty way of kind of self-regulating itself. Yeah. Like it can kind of sit there and say, "You know what? You didn't quite earn this and I need you to earn this because when I look at the Dodgers 
Let me use them for an example. Their rotation next year is going to be Yamamoto at one, probably Glass now two. We don't know what what Walker Bueller looks like. Do we but got they the fan graphs yet? But they but they didn't they didn't put Walker Bueller out at the end of the year last year. They wanted him to fully recover, even though they were going in the playoffs. So I expect him to be damn good next year. Maybe not the Walker Bueller that I love, but pretty damn good. That's a really nice three-headed monster at the top of the rotation. Who's the four? Kershaw? Uh, uh, right who's, now. Who's uh, the five? Derek or Derek May? Like, ah, he's coming off Tommy John. Probably Petit. Well, you the, know, or the is, roster uh, uh, resource, they got Yamamoto, Glasnow, Bueller, three, uh, Bobby Miller. Oh, Bobby Miller. Miller. Oh, Bobby Miller's a great kid. Four, but then, but uh, that's will be his year, too, so who knows? Emmett Sheehan as their fifth there starter. Right. Okay, well, tell me, what does that bullpen look like? Uh, scrolling. Projected bullpen. Not as great. That has been a weak spot. Uh, Evan Phillips, your closer from uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, you got still Joe Kelly. I there. would argue Joe Kelly's the best reliever uh, on that roster. At least the best guaranteed reliever. Oh, absolutely. Still He's got dead. Gratterall. Uh, Ryan Yarbrough, Blake Trinan. Um, yeah, some guys that are good, but not like, <laughs> that like shutting a, down. That sounds like a lot of bullpens. All right, Joe, who do they got playing second base? Uh, second base. Oh, it's Mookie Betts. He's going to play second. Yeah, they all moved year. him yeah. in from the outfield. Uh, shortstop, they got in the nine slot. That's Gavin Lux. Who, if he comes back healthy. Yeah, or I was going to say, hard, right? who's going to play center field? Uh, uh, James Outman, yeah. which is a great last name if you're playing well, center field. And he hit 24 homers for him last Who's year. Who's going to play left field? Uh, left field right now, they got Chris Taylor. And Jason Who Hayward. is going to play right field? Right field, uh, roster resources saying Jason Hayward. That is not a World Series outfield. Okay, Mariner fans, you want to lose your S about your outfield? You could have the Dodgers outfield. Who's going to play third base? So besides Gavin Lux in that nine slot, uh, seven, eight, or six, seven, Muncy's eight is there, center field, left field, right yeah. field. They're who's who's going to play third base? Muncy. Uh, I'll be Max Muncy. Muncy? Him okay, who hasn't been anywhere near himself since his elbow injury yeah. from that play at first base a couple years ago. He had a lot of dingers, but his average sucks. Yeah, so what defense a, was okay. So I think that's what I think that's what like the national narrative loves to scream about is that they're going to say they're going to look at Mookie who's a top 5 player in baseball. They're going to look at Freddie Freeman who's a top 5 player in baseball. They're going to look at Shohei Otani who is the number 1 player in baseball. That's 3 of the top 5. You're doing pretty all right, right? What's the rest of that team? I mean, when you get it starts really, really nice. You go Mookie Betts, Otani, Freeman, and then your cleanup is Will Smith at catcher. I, and I love Will Smith at catcher. Yeah, and then it goes to Muncie, and then as I mentioned, those three outfielders and Gavin Lux. And that's kind of what I'm saying. Like we've seen this with the Yankees in the past. We've seen this with the Red Sox in the past. That it's like Games aren't won with your one through four hitters. Games are won with five through nine. And, like, look at the Braves five through nine. That is a hell of a lot better. Look at the Phillies five through nine. That is a hell of a lot better. You know, the Diamondbacks made their bread last year on five through nine. So this concept that the Dodgers are just going to run through people, I'm not fully sold on. I'm not. Now, does the, the three starters at the top scare me? Yeah, of course they do. But so does Luis Castillo, Logan Gilbert, and George Kirby. But I don't see them doing anything. You know what I mean? Those three starters scare the ever-living bejesus out of me. But if you ain't got the guys to complete the roster, I'm not I'm not sold that, sure, Vegas can give Dodgers World Series champs, and I'll probably pick them to win it. 
But I'm not sold that that roster top to bottom is World Series caliber. Well, I will say this is this was my uh, back-to-back tweets after uh, Yoshinobu signed with the Dodgers. It was initially the Kurt Angle gif of him just like staring yeah. and just like in like shock. Yeah, I can see it on your screen. Yeah. And I said, I was like, so we ain't watching baseball for a while, right? Like <laughs> foregone conclusion, give the Dodgers the next three World Series. And then my very next tweet was like, did the Dodgers get a new manager by chance too? No. Well, we might still have a shot. See, there like, you go. That's what I mean. I, I just, I think this Dodger team, yeah, on paper, up front, when I'm selling tickets, like, you've got six guys you can have a bobblehead night for. The Guardians have one, you know? The Mariners got one, maybe two, yeah. in Castillo, because that bobblehead with the dreads, like, might look pretty cool. Yeah. But, like, there's a lot of teams that don't have that. The Braves, they got three. Strider with the mustache, you know, uh, Acuna because of the flair, et cetera, and maybe Albies because he's loved, or Matt Olson because he had such a great last, great year last year. I'm, I'm not sold right now that the Dodgers are the team to beat. Do they got the best collection of the best talent? Yeah, uh, top to bottom though. That one through five for the Braves is looking pretty nasty. It's dirty. It's uh, dirty. Acuna, Albies, Riley, Olson, Azunia, which is not much different than last year, if at all. Uh, but Harris. Murphy, Sean Murphy as your catcher, uh, your boy Jared Kelnick uh, at uh, left field, and then yeah. Orlando Arcia. Um, Orlando Arcia slot. was an all-star. In the nine slot. I mean, you look at the Dodgers, personally, I I think you guys are sounding a little bit short. I, I see why Vegas is putting them in there. Whether or not it's Lux or Andujar, whoever the hell they're, or, yeah, I think that's his name, their shortstop that's filling in for them, they need like one position hitter, or one position player and hitter. It's a left fielder. They're not going to put Chris Taylor out there. They're probably going to throw Margo out, who they got in that trade. Yeah, Manuel Margo. Yeah, yeah. They're going to throw him out. What 110, maybe 120 games in the sure. field in between the three spots. But Manuel Margo doesn't get my pants shaking. But what he does is hit super well. And I remember watching this last year with Tampa Bay. He hit super well against left-handed hitters. And you're literally talking of it's like I don't think there's many gaps. You're talking about gaps around their roster. It's left field. That's it. They got a hole. And shoot, they could go back and you know have a reunion with Cody Bellinger. There are outfielders, Jorge Soler. I think I think guys I think, that are out there. I think that whole outfield is a gap for them. And there's a reason why Otani might play left. Yeah, I think that I'm just uh, not ready to annoy them. I I, I don't blame you, man. It, when you see them make those moves, it, it's instant reaction bias, uh, or what is it, recency bias? Like, bam, you see them make those three moves, like back to back to back, getting Glasnow, Shohei, and Yamamoto. It's a punch. It definitely feels like well, like I said, all right, well, I guess we're not gonna watch baseball for the next few years. But then, yeah, reality sets in and. You're 100% Opening right. day, and here's the first pitch, and the season's over. <laughs> you are on fire tonight. I'm so <laughs> glad you got that drop for it. Um, yeah, I, I'm right there with you, is that games are not played on paper. Nope. Granted, they are 162-0 on paper, it seems like. But, uh, yeah, once we get to September, October, we'll see how things play out. Even if we get to through September and they're the AL, NL West champions, we've seen this story many yep. many times with the Dodgers. Let's see it in October and early November. But we could also sit here in 365 days and say who's going to stop the Dodgers. So, who knows? Well, let's see how it plays out. Well, let's take a break from baseball for a hot second and let's talk about the big game that's coming up on Monday and how terrified I am of what the possibility result could be. Loaded second hour. Don't go anywhere. Hot corner, 1080 The Fan.